Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Hey guys, we've, we've been in a, a special season as a church. Uh, I wish you could be with me in those moments when you see God at work and you think about a sermon series and often for me, I, I go out somewhere by the water, I think, I pray, I hope, I think of all the things that we're processing and I always ask you that question, Lord, what do you want to say to us? What are you doing in this season? And... It was five, six weeks ago that uh, the word that he gave me was talk about faith. Talk about faith. And uh, in that time, since we started this series, Trusting the Unseen, uh, I've sat with people in ICU. We've had people that have done triple bypasses. People that had brain aneurysms. People have lost their jobs. I've sat with people whose uh, marriages are falling apart. People who need potential brain surgery. People have called me as recently as Friday saying, oh, my dad's just been diagnosed with cancer and he's going to die. What do I do, Sam? And it really comes down to us, uh, really everything that this series has been about is asking that question, what happens when these things in life uh, press in on you? We said there's always three types of people, those who are either going through hardships and trials, those who have just been through them, and those, if you haven't been through them, are going to go through them one day. And so we've seen that this is intensely practical for all of us because this series has been asking, what do, we, what do we do? How do we live the sort of life that when these things come in and press in on us, uh, we're not mastered by life circumstances, but somehow we're able to master them? And the truth is that the Bible calls that the life of faith. And so tonight we're going to do something a little bit differently. We're going to look at that question from a different angle because there's always two types of teaching at Northside in any given week. You've heard me say it before, there's the credibility and the plausibility, right? The credibility, it's been my job over the last four weeks uh, to argue how Christianity is true. And then there's the plausibility teaching. My job is to argue it's true. It's your guy's job to, to prove that it works. Your guys are responsible for the plausibility. And so tonight, we're just going to have a look at the plausibility of Christianity. I've done enough credibility stuff, I hope researched enough in the last four weeks. We're going to look at the plausibility of it all. And so I'm going to invite Simon and Claire Fish up to the platform. Guys, why don't you join us up here? Give them a round of applause. Thanks, guys. <clears throat> yeah, guys, as you've been hearing, uh, we've been asking that question in this series uh, around, well, look, uh, when these trials and hardships come into our lives, how do we live the sort of life where our circumstances don't master us, but somehow we're able to master them? So I'm starting with you first. Uh, what, what happened? All right, so we should address the elephant in the room. Obviously, I'm in a wheelchair, so that's what happened. Um, I haven't always been in a wheelchair. Claire and I were married for three years. I was young and fit and healthy. Um, one night, we decided to go out to dinner and we had a nice dinner. Then we went uh, down to see a band. And on the way back from the band, Claire was driving, we saw a dog on the road. So I said, stop, I'll get the dog off the road. And I was calling to the dog from off the road and a car swerved off and hit me and that was it. I was in a wheelchair. Um, mm. So that, that's what happened. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Claire asking you... Um, one of the weeks, we, one of our learning points was there's, there's a biblical perspective that can be hard for people to swallow, and that is that God, God brings hardship and suffering into our life in order to show us and to grow us into the sort of people that he wants us to become. Um, how do you react to that? 
having been through what you guys are going through, um, what's been your faith experience since all of this has happened for you? Yeah, so after the accident, um, Simon was in hospital in a really critical condition. Um, yeah, he was basically unable to communicate in ICU, tubes in, in his throat and, yeah, so many tubes coming out of him. Um, and every day was just, I was just clinging to God's, God's um, power and knowing that it was only God that could get us through. So each day it was a different prayer, whether maybe he might open his eyes today, maybe he might start breathing again today on his own. Um, you know, one little step at a time. Um, mm-hmm. And every day the prayer was just to get us through that day. And um, because none of our friends could really come and visit us, some of our friends made us or made Simon, but it, I think it was for me as well, a beautiful poster to go up in his room with lots of photos and Bible verses. And the Bible verse... Um, that was on that poster was from 2 Corinthians 12. This is for you, Michael, because you want us to open our Bibles. <laughs> um, and the verse was, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And I looked at that verse every day and I looked at Simon in that position of weakness and just fragility and I thought, God's power is at work here. And, mm. you know, never has it been more apparent than then, I think. And what does it feel like in that moment? Like, are you angry? Are you frustrated? Are you starting to doubt your faith? Um... Yeah, I think you probably experience all of those emotions. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of questions come up. Um, a lot of people want to say encouraging things and say the right thing to make you feel like it's all worth it and, you know, saying meaningful things like, you know, something really good's going to come out of this and, um, you know, God can do miracles and everything's going to be fine and I think... Do you want to hit him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that they come from a good place but yeah. at the time you're like, we're just trying to focus on breathing at the moment, yeah. you know, let's not try and get ahead of ourselves. Um, but, yeah, so I think God has done miracles and he's done amazing things um, over the past 12 years. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's not always the way that you think it'll, it'll be. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I guess faith is about just knowing that whatever does happen, that was God's plan and that's... Yeah. that's um, he was in control of it the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. I guess it leads me to this question for you, Sime. Um, we learn in um, you know, one of the messages, you know, t- talking around the ways that it's almost like the Jobian approach from the book of Job, that, that sometimes when pretty much all of your life is stripped from you, uh, that, that God can use that to reveal your foundations, what you really standing on, sitting on, whatever it might be, uh, what what did that look like, feel like for you in that, that moment straight after the accident? It- yeah, well, I mean, before the accident, I was in a place of, I guess, kind of weak faith, questioning a lot of things and, yeah. and not sure about a lot of things. But, I mean, since then, the growth I've had is just incredible. Like, I've 
become more patient, more understanding. Um, I'm able to... I think the important thing is I've learned to have a faith that encompasses hardship, that's able to understand, expect that hardship comes, that, that knows that we live this side of heaven um, and that hardship comes to everyone. So whether you... I mean, everyone lives, everyone, everyone gets old, everyone dies. So you, if you haven't experienced it yet or you aren't experiencing it now, you, you will experience it. So um, to understand that you've got to take the good with the bad and that God's with you through all of those things, it, it, you do learn and you do grow and you do develop further patience and, and he refines you like, uh, what's that Bible verse? 1 Peter 1, 7. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he tests those he loves and he refines you like going through fire. And I, and I can feel that being true. Because that verse, you know, I think you said that this morning and it's an, another favourite of mine that I often give to people and comfort them in times of suffering, not having been through what you've been through. But because it says too, doesn't it? In, in this you greatly rejoice even though you find trials yeah. or face trials of many kind. And the thing that gets me, that's, that's present tense. It's, yeah. it's the suffering as you're rejoicing. Like... Yeah. Did you, did you ever feel that in the midst of that? How, how did God feel to you in those moments when all of the f foundations have been stripped from your life and you think you know, realistically that life's over? And What did that, what did that I, wrestle with God look like? For I feel you like we're moment? getting into the hyperstand. Yeah. The, the we get one, mate, you sound like we've already thinking yeah. through some questions yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, which is Good segue, Simon. Yeah, yeah. Good we'll segue. segue great segue, stand, mate. That's classic Northside segue. If I can do That's that. That's great. <laughs> well, let me ask a question then. Because yeah. um, it was, like, that was the other thing is that yeah. uh, we, we learnt that, um, that faith gives you a resource to hypomaneo is the word to endure, to hypostand. Yeah. Um, to just when you're in the middle of this stuff, not to be proactive, not to be reactive, not to be over spiritualized, like you're saying, Claire, not to over spiritualize this stuff, just to just just to be quiet and stand in and and stand firm. Yeah. It, what did what did that look like for you? And had, did I, you go through experiences like that where there just definitely. seasons where you just had to yeah that, dig deep? That's the one that really was the most poignant that made sense to me. I, I missed the sermon on the hyper stand, so I remember I asked. Uh, Claire what it was about and she explained it that it was like standing two feet in a rapid as it's all coming past you and mm. I knew instantly because it was an analogy I'd used myself at the time I just felt like I was in a boat was my analogy and the storm was just crazy everything was happening around me and all I could do at the time was hold on to the simple things. So I felt like I just held my anchor. So all the doubts and questions, all the big things sort of went by the wayside. I dropped my anchor. The only thing I knew to be true was there is a God, definitely. I can see the universe. It's obvious. Of course, through God, he wants to speak to you. And as far as I can tell, Jesus is how he's speaking to us. It's the most logical way and the most mm. obvious way. So that became my anchor. I held on to God. I held on to Jesus. And Everything else, my faith became narrow. Just focus on that one thing and then build from there. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. Wow. Well. So, Claire, um, you know, talking about endurance and hanging in and hypostand, we saw one of the examples was um, Moses. We talked about Moses, Hebrews eleven twenty seven. 27. He, he chooses to be mistreated. He chooses the path of most resistance was the phrase that we coined. And then it goes on to say he endured because... It said that he saw him who was invisible. So the Greek better translated it as he was constantly seeing the invisible hand of God at work in his life. Uh, 
have have you experienced that? Have you seen that? Um, what does that look like for you? Yeah, um, don't want to compare myself to Moses, yeah. but <laughs> um, yeah, over the years there's been a lot of trials. Not you know, it didn't all end after Simon got out of hospital. We've been through a lot of other things together, and he's suffered ongoing pain and sickness and infections and depression and so many battles that Mm. have really worn us down and worn him down and um yeah there's been a lot of times that I've had nothing much to stand on but my faith and just trusting that God is somehow going to get us through it and somehow answer our prayers Mm. um and there was one time in particular when I was feeling pretty helpless and um, just out of control of the situation. And I went to the Hillsong Women's Colour Conference and I don't know what the the theme of the conference was. It was quite a few years back now, but th- I took something really powerful away from it and that was that God chose me for this life. He chose me to be Simon's wife. And he chose me out of all the people he could have chosen and all the women that I think are stronger than me and, you know, much more capable than me. He actually thought, no, Claire's the person for this job. And And I said this this morning, I'm very grateful. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Yeah, but just knowing that God had chosen me for this um, has kind of given me comfort, I think. If he thinks I can do it, then I must be able to do it. Yeah, wow. with his strength. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, like, is that is that is that for you? Because that's a radical perspective, isn't it? For the average person, they'd say, "Well, you know, they'd be asking more why to why to cop this deal, and mm-hmm. I'm out of here. This is too hard, and and uh, this is not fair, and there can't be a God because this is not fair." And yet we hear you, you know, saying all this. Yes, Simon, you want to say something into that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know from what you're saying there that that was a response that I had from a guy in rehab and yep. he hit me with that. You know, we were at the gym one day and he said, how can you still have faith with with what's happened to you? I mean, look at you, you're in a wheelchair, where's God? Yeah. And I said, how can you not have faith with something, when something like this happens? Because he yeah. used to say he was a Christian. I said, yeah. it's now that you you lean on God, it's now that... And, and I think that you, you can go one way or the other, you can go... You can, when something bad happens, when, when trials come, which they will, you can either hold on to God or you can say, I can't accept this, I can't accept that bad things happen. And it's ironic that it took a suffering of my own to understand and appreciate that and to, to allow that to be part of my faith. So, yeah, yeah. to the opposite. Wow. <laughs> what were you going to say? I forgot what you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> But so I know, I can remember now. Yeah. Um, yeah, just going back to the invisible hand of God, I feel like I see that at work through the amazing people that God puts in my life, you know, and a conversation that I might have. And there was even one conversation I had with a friend and I wanted her advice and a Christian friend and I was telling her my situation and I knew what I wanted her to say and she actually said nothing. And I felt really awkward about it and I thought about it for a few days and then I realised that she'd wanted to say something that wasn't what I wanted to hear Mm. and that was actually more powerful than 
her saying it to me. Yeah, wow. So I think, you know, God does speak to us through our Christian friends and yeah. brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. And so looking back on all this, was how, how long has this been now since it's all happened? It's been 12 years. Yeah, 12 years, wow. Mm. And you're both still here and I'm sure that that's <laughs> not without its ups and downs and its daily grind of having to work that through. Um, what would you what would you say to people here listening in in terms of what the life of faith represents for you guys? What, what's it, what's it meant for you? Um, the life of faith to me is all about trust, trusting God, um, relying on God, and just knowing that He's in control when mm. you're completely out of control. And it took me, or it's still taking me. A lot of mistakes to remember that and going out and trying everything under the sun to fix problems my way and to make things the way I want them to be. Um, Usually I hit a few dead ends before I realise, hang on, I haven't prayed about this. And to seek prayer from one of the elders at church or some amazing prayer warriors that we have here and to just really earnestly pray myself I've just seen so many answers to prayer and every time another prayer is answered, my faith just grows and I'm getting better at the time it takes from the issue occurring to coming to prayer. I yep. try to do less myself now and yeah, um, yeah, go straight to God because he's the one that can yeah. can answer the prayers. And yeah. yeah, I think that's how I've grown in my faith through all this. I was going to ask you one more off this before we go to science, but because it's off the record, so you're just going to have to share it how it is. Okay. Um, if 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 God had have come to you before all of this accident and said, "This is going to happen to you. This is what you're going to go through," um, how how would you react to that? And what have you what have you learnt now that you're 12 years on through all of that in terms of the resource that faith is for you? How would anyone react to that? You know, you'd run a mile. No one wants this for their life, you know. You'd never choose to go through suffering and hardship, but I also would never have thought I could cope with it. Mm. Like, I don't see myself as a very strong person, not particularly wise, you know. I've just kind of muddled my way through it with God's help. Mm. So... Yeah, it's never never what you think it will be because God's always helping you through it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. well, cool. So I'm... Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought that I could cope if, if someone said to me, it's going to happen. But then speaking to friends and family, they sort of said the opposite. They said, oh, if anyone can cope, you can. Yeah. But um, it it's only been through sticking to the basics and the difficult times and just, just holding on to the, the simple things that I know to be true, that God is there, he spoke mm-hmm. to me through Jesus, he saved me through Jesus. Everything else will sort itself out and it does in time. So it's just holding on to the, the, the anchor in the hard times and yeah. figuring the rest out as you go along. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, guys, you've been a blessing to us. I know for, for me personally, and that's what I can't believe it's been what, like, Ten or ten or so years right now that you've been journeying here, and um, and you know I speak on behalf of those that that know you in this place. Even the way that we've all sort of had mixed circles of known people in your life before Northside, and some that are now at Northside that have known you 
pre the accident and all that sort of stuff, but you know, all I can say is that you've, you've both been such a great witness to us of authentic faith and the power of faith in the most um, unremarkable of ways, I would say. <laughs> and what I mean by that is you, just, you do life unremarkably. You know, you're here, you're doing church with the kids, um, you, you rock up when, when you can be here, and, and it's almost felt unremarkable, but I think that's a testament to how you both have just found um, the grit and the resource that is that life of faith, that you just, you just do life, and there's yeah. not fanfare with that. And the refining by fire, that, that verse. I, just, yeah. I really feel the truth yeah. in that, that yeah. the trials that do come. And I don't think Jesus deliberately throws hardship at you because he likes it. It doesn't work like that. You, mm. We just have life in life, bad things happen, troubles come. Yeah. And God takes no pleasure in that, but he, he will use it, and you will be refined. And yeah. if you... Keep your faith through it. You will grow. You will become a bigger and a stronger and a more faithful person. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, has that been cool? It's like eight weeks of sermon in 20 minutes, isn't it? And just a whole new way of teaching that God's spoken through you guys. So thank you both for the way that you've taught us and we've been shaped by your guys' story today and we've all been so blessed. I know that's been the feedback from the guys this morning and I'm sure it's going to be from this crew tonight so I encourage you guys to encourage Simon Claire and to just share with them what it's meant uh, for you tonight to hear their story in this and I really pray that God's been teaching you through all of this uh, we're going to pray for you guys now as you um, keep doing what you're doing in him so let me pray for you now Father God we lift Simon and Claire up to you we thank you uh, for what you are doing through them Father God in the most unremarkable of ways we say that because we, we thank you for who they are, for the way that they have tapped into you and that they are just uh, living out uh, the everyday, Father God, and challenges that uh, even from tonight in this moment that we still would not have full insight into. Uh, there may be a few, if any, in this room that would know what they're going through, but we know that you know, Father, and we thank you for their story and their, their testimony that you have sustained them through this. And I pray for each person in this place tonight that that there would be new perspective, that there would be uh, encouragement for us all, that there, that there would be a deep question within each of us uh, that would say, if it's true for them, could it be true for me? And so, Father, I just pray that you would take uh, these words of theirs tonight. We believe that you have been speaking to us through your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you've been teaching us through their story and their testimony and and if it be, Father God, uh, may it be in just the smallest of ways tonight, maybe just maybe what that Christian said to them in those first dark moments it wasn't wrong. Um, it may have been wrongly timed, <laughs> but it wasn't wrong. Um, that, there is, that there may be glory out of this story, that seeds have been sown tonight. Maybe there's just for one person in this place, there's been an encouragement. There's been a strengthening of their life because of Simon and Claire's journey. And so we commit them both to you, Father. We thank you for this supernatural dynamic that is your church. That when, when we dare to scratch beneath the surface, that we um, discover real and authentic lives that are wrestling through and grinding through faith as much as we are in the everyday. So be with them both, strengthen them, unite their marriage, protect their marriage, Father. Um, continue to strengthen them through the ups and downs in the, each day that they face. Bless their two gorgeous uh, young boys. Continue to grow them strong. May they look through their parents to you, Heavenly Father. May they just be the great representation of your power and strength at work in the world, Father, because of what those boys see in them, in Simon Clare. And so we just commit them to you, Father. 
We thank you for the blessing that they are to us and the way that you're using them. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.